0: The weather outside is not that cold And if you take my hand I'll walk with you to Georgia
1: Hello and welcome to Country with Clint In case you don't know, I'm from Toronto And all I need right now is the beach And some sand with a margarita in my hand Yeah, does that sound familiar? Because BS, I need We yeah, got country singer Charlie Reynolds Who is here to chat with us today
0: So I need the beach and the sand A margarita
1: I'm so good. How about you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So B-S-I-Me. Okay, number one, it charted number 19 on the iTunes country chart. So congratulations yes. on that. Thank a you. Accomplishment. And the song, okay, it really describes that you want to go to a getaway place to kind of escape reality. So given the fact that what has gone on over the whole year, last year, and even into this yeah. year, was this song kind of based on everything put into perspective?
2: Yeah, so it's funny you say that. So actually, I wrote this song two years ago with my friend Brad Hutzel. And when we wrote it, we uh, we're both from Florida, and we both live in Nashville now. So when I got there, it was like a gorgeous day outside, but I'd had the worst morning, like Ever like it was just one of those mornings where everything goes wrong. It doesn't matter what it is, it's just wrong. Um, and we, I had the title, and so that's kind of we just based it on like we just want the beach, but we can't even go. Like it just sucks, you know. Now that now that we don't have a beach here, like what's the escape in Tennessee? Like there just isn't one that we found. Um, and so we just based it on New Smyrna Beach, where we both grew up going to uh, like every weekend. Um, and that's where it came from, but it, I, it's funny cause I wasn't going to release it then only because, um, we wrote it in like June. And so then it was kind of late to put out a summer song at that point. Then I was going to do it the next summer and then COVID happened and I was in Florida and I wasn't up in Nashville. Anyways, it was a big thing. So I was like, all right, this summer is the summer that it's coming out because I've waited so long. And it was kind of perfect because everybody's felt like, they just need to get out and need to like, you know, just relax and not worry about anything else in the world because of COVID. So it was almost kind of perfect timing um, for everyone, and including myself. So I'm glad that it kind of got pushed back a little bit.
1: Yeah, it was like made for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Well, I mean, it, probably if you released it back then, it still would have gone as popular. But now I feel yeah. like a lot of people can actually relate to it in like... Your For story. sure. Yeah, they want a beach. They want some sand. They want a margarita yes. in their hand. Just Yes, the they need. So. Yep. I <laughs> love part. it. Yeah, it's great. Um, and now another uh, single that you released, Hey, Hypocrite. Okay. Yes. What's the story behind that one? I feel like <laughs> you can dig deep into there.
2: Yeah, so I haven't really talked about this, but it's kind of funny. Uh, when I went to that write that day, so there's some rights where I'm not really in it. I mean, I, I'm in it, but I'm not, you know, like the, I can't connect to the song that well. And it's kind of like I'm trying very hard. But then there's the rights where it's like, I am just on fire because I've had this, you know, like with this song, that was one that I went in and I was just like, I want to write a song something hypocrite um because me and like one of my old friends had gotten in a huge fight and it was just that's the word that kept coming to my head and we got in the fight the night before I had the right and so it was all kind of just like very fresh and we got in there and I was like all right we gotta write a song called hypocrite like I don't even know what will rhyme with it or what like will work but we got to you know so we wrote it in like an hour and a half and um I we loved it like me and Haley, May Campbell and Zachary Mano all wrote it he produced it um and we did the demo that day like right after we finished writing it and I loved it like I was playing it on repeat because I was just like I needed to hear it um and then I was like okay I know I want to release this I'm not sure exactly when but I know I want to release it my next single uh so we left the demo vocals that we recorded that day on it because there's something about when you record something that day um you can't always use the demo vocals because sometimes they're not great but this time I was just like I feel like I had a little rasp in my voice because I was up all night because after that fight that happened and it, but it worked I was like sometimes it, that wouldn't work but this time it did um so it just I don't know I haven't even told that story to anybody um but that's what happened it was just a fresh stupid fight and then that kind of just turned that song into what it is
0: I don't
1: demo was just a real authentic raw version because like you said you just got in the fight so in another way it's kind of like that fight in a sense was kind of meant to happen for the song to be alive right
2: for sure yeah yeah if it didn't happen that song wouldn't have happened so exactly um and now another song
1: this one's quite older it's from 2019 that i wanted to touch on because it really gained a big um uh, re- reception, reception. Uh-huh. I think that's the wrong word. Today. Yeah, I think response. you're right. Response, <laughs> response. That's the one. Response from the country music industry. And the song was called Shelby's Song. And yeah. that song is based on divorce and it's coming from the mom's perspective of it. And now you were a child
2: of divorce and I think an adult child of divorce, correct? Yeah, well, it, they got divorced when I was six. But they, but I mean, it affects you forever so of course that's exactly like my parents my parents
1: got divorced when I was six as well so I can relate to that so my question was has a lot of when the song came out did a lot of younger girls and boys like reach out to you and say like how much this song hit home
2: yes actually and a lot of adults too um which was interesting because I don't know because of because of my age I was thinking Like, well, it's kids that have gone through this, like my age, but obviously it's every age that have gone through it. And I just kind of have forgotten that. Like I had a lot of um, just middle-aged people, like adults, people my parents' age, that went through the same thing. And um, it was, when we wrote that song, it was me and Toby Waters who wrote it, and Tavi Basaric, Um, and we wrote the song. And I didn't want it to be exactly my story uh, because I was very blessed with two amazing parents. Like, and it just it, but it's something that affects me so much. Like Love Triangle by Raylan was always a song that just makes me cry every time I hear it because it's so relatable. And I was like, I just want to tell a story, like a country music person would you know like a country songwriter would write I want to tell a story um and it's uh really mainly focused on a family that I used to be pretty close I mean I still am but that I was pretty close with um I babysat for them and stuff and um she knew that it was like about them and so the song's really close in their heart because we based a lot of the song on their um life and But it was just so cool, like, to see people – because there's really not that many songs about divorce because it's, like, Mm -hmm. it's hard to write about also and not, like, say the same things, you know, that, like, other people have already written. Mm -hmm. Um, But I needed – I was, like, I just need to have a song about it because it's affected my life in such a great – I mean, not great, but, I mean, in such a big way. Um, So I was – it was cool to just see people reach out and talk about, tell me their stories
0: too. They and she keeps waving. like a dagger when he's cold as ice when she asked me mama why can't daddy play now
1: yeah cuz a lot of people can connect to that because the statistics on divorce i'm pretty sure are a lot higher than they used to be um, Yeah. And like you were saying you really think that it only affects younger kids because like we were young when we went through that but it really does affect older adults as well because your parents can be in their 70s and they can still get a divorce and i feel like in one way i feel like we were kind of blessed that we were younger because we didn't really understand rather than if we were like 18 or 22 or 30 and it happened then it would be so much harder and you're right. I'm pretty sure Love Triangle is like the only other divorce song that yes. I've heard compared to yours.
2: Yes. I know same. I like I literally can't think of one other no. divorce like song that there is. But that one's <laughs> that one's really great. I, I love it.
1: But that one hits home in so many ways, but just like yours. So thank I you know. for releasing Shelby's song.
2: Yeah, of course. I really released it probably more for myself. Um in the you know when I first released it but it's it was cool it was a cool one and CMT like putting it on their website was really incredible um as well and it was like the day after the Grammys or something and so when they posted it it was like up next to all the Grammy winners and I'm like this is so cool like I didn't even know that was gonna you know be the day of that I just it was just happened as a coincidence you know but it was really cool
1: that's awesome oh
2: my gosh i would be fangirling if i were you yeah i was i was like this is literally insane like it's so cool <laughs>
1: um and now one more song i just wanted to touch on before we get into your life story um yeah. half of it so this song we all understand the meaning behind it is pretty much not everyone understands exactly yeah. what's going on in someone's life you only see half of it so how special was that song for you to release
2: man so special I I actually hadn't released music in like over a year um, when I put that song out and the reasoning was because I hadn't written a song that like I wanted like I gotta think about how I want to say this but I hadn't written a song yet that I really felt so close to that I wanted to release it first when I kind of started rebranding and like That song, I had been writing for like that whole year and I have so many songs that I really love, but I was like, not, I just gotta have the perfect first one that I want to release to kind of like, you know, after kind of taking a little break from releasing music like that, I want the first song to be really meaningful like and hit me hard in my heart to where I'd know like that's what the one I want to release. And um, this song, like it wasn't even scheduled like a write or anything. We, me and my best friend, Nicole, who I write with all the time, um, we were at her mom's house and we were just talking and I, I think we wrote it in August, um, this past August. And, um, and I have been struggling a lot. I'm, I'm a person who's always had a hard time being vulnerable. That's, it's just very hard for me. Um, and I don't ever look at other people and think that they're weak when they're being vulnerable ever. But to me, I've always felt like it's a weakness um, for personally for myself, not other people. Um, and so we were talking about it. And I was just like, it's just so hard, like on social media, like, everybody thinks every day in my life is just so incredible. Because all you post about is like the highlights of your day, you don't share the stuff, like nobody knows what goes on behind the scenes. And like, it just it was hard for me in that moment because i was like it's just a lot of pressure cuz you got to keep it up um which is ridiculous um that's one thing i don't like about social media cuz it just makes people look at or like if i look at bloggers or influencers then it's like dang why isn't my life like that it just starts a comparison like mm-hmm. spiral and um anyway so we just like started talking about it and her i think it was her mom lisa was like yeah it, you just don't see the half of it, like, with people, and I was like, that sounds like a good song, so we went home, Nicole spent the night, and we wrote that song at, like, 1 a.m., and we only wrote the first verse in the chorus, because we were so exhausted, and we finished it the next day, but I knew that night, I told her, I was like, this is the next single, because it's so raw, and real, and that's what I want, like, to put out, I don't want to put out a song right now that, like, I don't exactly connect with a hundred percent like this is a hundred percent like
0: my heart just raw I don't have-
2: people would relate to it because I just, no one knows everything about every person, you know? There's always like a side that you don't see or show to people. Of
1: course, and that's exactly what Instagram is too, right? You're only putting the highlights, you never want to show your vulnerability side, you never want to show your weaknesses, but it's really awesome to hear how the process of a song comes to life. You wrote that song, the, the verse and the chorus, overnight pretty much like that's amazing and then it comes out a a couple months later like it's crazy how that all works and how fast it comes to life but like you were saying music is healing and that song healed you and that also healed everyone else who listened to it as well exactly yeah it's really nice to hear that and and the meaning behind that song is is special and it can connect with so many babies like so many so, now let's get to know Charlie a little bit more. Where exactly
2: did you grow up? I grew up in Orlando, Florida, which is where I am right now. Um, I lived here until I was 18. Um, right after high school, I moved to Nashville. So, like three years ago, about.
1: And now, what made you want to move to Nashville? What made you want a country music career?
2: So, ever since I was little, I loved music. Like, first, it started like Broadway music because I was a very outgoing, like, like child. Like I always wanted to be the star of the show, like growing up. That was just I had so much confidence. Like I just had I just loved the center of attention on stage. Um, uh, and so I would like do little performances in my living room, um, just singing to like Broadway songs like Wicked and Hairspray. Um, stuff like that. Like, I just loved those shows. And then Taylor Swift came out with, like, her iconic, uh, like, country albums. Um, and I started listening to those and loved her music. Like, I loved it so much. So she kind of introduced me to country music. And then I just, like, fell in love with all country music. And my parents, they listen to country, too. Like, growing up, it was always around. Um, but I just... Was always more into like the theater part of music when I was younger and Disney, like princess, you know, stuff like Disney princess songs. Um, and then I got into Taylor Swift, so that kind of just led me on to like listen to all other country. And when I was 12, like I loved Carrie Underwood, like I became just obsessed with Carrie's like music and um, or concerts, and it was that's I guess where it really all started. Um, And I didn't know that I wanted to do it like for real and like actually make the move to Nashville. Um, I wasn't sure because in high school, you know, people judge you for (laughs) being different and wanting to do something, you know, just different than anybody else. And so I was going to go to University of Alabama um, and do news broadcasting is what I wanted to do and be a news anchor, which is like really funny now. Cause I would not want to do that now. Um, but so I was going to go there and then it just hit me. I was like, college is always going to be there. It's some, like something you can always go back and do. But like right now at this point in my life, this is like the only time that I can move to Nashville to see where this goes. Um, and I just couldn't, I couldn't not go to Nashville. Cause I was like, if I don't do this, I'm going to regret it. Like the rest of my life, I just know. Um, cause I love seeing that's all I want to do is like perform and go on tours. And that's like, that's all I want. Like it's, it's just, that's always been the dream. So, um, I went ahead and just did it. <laughs> I just moved there. Me and my dog, Dolly. Um, And it was a great decision because I love it. And I never want to move from there ever. So I love it. Have you been to Nashville?
1: Oh, honey, I have been to Nashville.
2: I I want to move there too. (laughs) It's great. It's so great. And like the thing about it, it is such a huge town. And there's so many people doing like the exact same thing. But the talent is like incredible everywhere you go. Like there's not... I mean, you can go in every single bar, and there's just, like, so much talent, and at the songwriters' nights, like, it's just cool. There's always something going on. Like, in Orlando, when I lived here, I felt like there was nothing, like, nothing to do ever, even though Disney is here. People might think Floridians go to Disney all the time or something, but you don't, unless you're just obsessed with it, but um, there was nothing ever to do or go anywhere um, other than the beach, but so just Nashville is just cool it's always got something going on I just love it there
1: and you were saying that you love to perform the performing is what you want to do and I have to say your outfits show <laughs> that you like to perform with all oh, of the I sparkles don't. and the, oh I thank love
2: you it. thank You're you welcome. I oh I love finding some sort of sparkly rhinestone like Something wherever I'm looking online, and I'm like, oh, that'd be really good for stage <laughs> like performance.
1: It's my favorite
2: part about it almost.
1: And now you mentioned your dog, Dolly Pawton Oh okay. yes, Pawton Like come on, Like is the, the part. Did you name your dog or did that? Yeah, you oh, yeah. named your dog, right?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, I named her. Um, she's like right here. She's Let's she's so cute.
1: the camera, Let's Dolly. See. Dolly.
2: Me. Hey, come here! Look, come here. She's like, "What do you want?" I'm tired. She played in the pool all day yesterday and the day before. Oh, you're fine. Come say, <laughs> come. say oh hi, yeah, so sweet girl. She's talking. Yeah, she's a labradoodle. Oh, so she's short. She's shaved right now. She normally looks really different than this. Um, but when I got her. I got her, so my dad wouldn't let me bring my other dog, Benji, to Nashville, because he, Benji lived over there primarily, and my dad was attached to him, and he's like, you cannot take Benji, too, like, you can't do that, so I was like, fine, I'll just go get my own dog, so (laughs) I went on Craigslist that day, and which, I mean, I've, my brother got his dog on Craigslist, so I was like, okay, it'll probably be, like, all right, Um, so I found Dolly on there and I went and got her that day and Jacksonville is like two hour drive, um, went and got her. And then on the way back, I was like, well, she's got to have a country name because like that'd just be crazy to not, sorry, she's sneezing over there. Um, and so anyways, I was going through the list and I'm like, okay, who does Dolly or who does she look like? You know? And I was like, well, she's got Big, blonde, fluffy hair, so like Dolly, obviously, like Dolly Parton. Um, And my brother wanted me to name her Reba, and I'm like, no. Like, she doesn't look any – I love Reba, but she does not resemble Reba at all. Um, So, Dolly, it fit. It worked. I was, And ever since then, it's like just fits her better than anything else (laughs) I could picture.
1: It totally fits her. How old is she? She's three.
2: Aw, she's like
1: a little. Three and a half. Yeah she's, yeah, she's still a puppy. Come on,
2: she is, and she acts like one too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hasn't changed.
1: Oh, no, and poodles are the best breed. Putting that they out there, so everyone knows, poodles are the smartest. Yes, and the like, just they they just know humans. Like when you're upset, oh. they know.
2: They know, and she she thinks she is a human. So, and I swear, like they're so smart to the point where it's like they pretend that they're dumb so that you don't catch on like to how smart they are. I swear she does it. Like she'll just act like stupid or they have like selective hearing, you know, sometimes they don't, I don't know. She's just, she thinks she's human. It's funny.
1: I swear, poodles are exactly like that because I have a poodle as well. Yeah, so no, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay, and now just going back a little bit, you were saying about Taylor Swift and Carrie, who are both two huge icons in the country music scene. Who would you think yeah. be your dream collaboration?
2: Okay, so I love them both so much, but my dream collaboration would be Shania Twain because I, Shania Twain is like my idol, to be honest. And it's funny because my stepmom, when I was like 12 or 13, tried to get me to listen to Shania Twain. And I wouldn't because I don't know why actually, but I was just like, I saw the cover and it just looked old. And I, for some reason, just didn't didn't want to listen to it, which was the biggest mistake of my life because I could have been singing it all this time. Um, and then I just got into Shania Twain about four years ago. Um, and like, she's my favorite by far. I love her songs. They're all so much fun. Um, they have, so many different instruments than like well it's 90s country too so it's different but that's my favorite country is like 90s country that's like the prime time um and it it would be Shania Twain just hands down. Shania Twain
1: is a Canadian country. I yes. Know. So there you go. Wow, we gotta give it to. Her. No, she's amazing. Honestly, yes. all her songs are, are just straight
2: bangers. Like all. They them. are, and they're all like anthems. Like yes. every single one.
1: Every single, and she starts majority of her songs off with "Hey Billy," you know, or like, yes. Let's, or know like "Let's." go, girls! Yeah. Like all Yeah, awesome. I mean, she really is. And yeah. now, one more thing before we play a little game. I noticed that you were on American Idol, so can you just share with the viewers how exactly your experience went?
2: Yeah, so um, it's funny. I've been auditioning for, like, all the shows um, since I was about 15 years old, and I always got to, like, almost to the next, I mean, like, almost to the final round to where you actually go in front of the judges, Mm -hmm. but I always got cut right before, like, And I was like, you know what, I'm done with these shows. Like, I'm so over this. Um, And then come June, American Idol reached out to me and asked me to come audition. And I said no, um, which was dumb. But I was just like, you know, you've never wanted me before. So like, why would you want me again? You know, so um, I said no at first. And then she reached out again in August and was like, it's on Zoom. Like, you won't even have to go anywhere like it's and I was like okay I'll do it then because the thing was that I used to travel um to audition for the like open calls or like a private Mm -hmm. audition so I used to have to pay to travel and stuff and I was just like I'm not doing that anymore so it worked out that it was on zoom um so I did that and then they were like all right we want you to come out and um audition in front of the judges and I was like what like for real this time like I'm gonna actually be in front of them um The whole experience was so fun. It was a little different because of COVID. Um, Like, a lot of it was outside. And Mm -hmm. it was funny because they didn't want us to wear the masks on camera, like, in any way. Like, if you're in the background of a shot, you need to take it off because they were like, maybe by the time this airs, like, masks won't be a thing anymore, so it'll be, like, outdated. So we don't. And I was like, okay. I mean, we were all socially distanced and everything and had tests done while we were there but it was just interesting how they film um and then we had to wear like the same clothes every single day so that it looked like all everything they shot was all in one day um meanwhile it was really over like four or five days which I'm like man somebody could have like spilled something or been sweating and like that's all they you know that's that you have to wear that outfit um so it's just kind of funny to me um so anyways, I went in the audition room and I wasn't nervous, surprisingly, which normally I'm like shaking. Like I literally, my my nerves get to me so bad. Um, and I talked to them for like 10 minutes. Um, and then I sang, they had me sing a second song then they had me sing it without the guitar. And then they had me sing Carrie Underwood. And then um, I got a yes from Luke and then two no's, Um, but it was so much fun, like, literally, I know everybody says that, like, I didn't make it, but it was fun, but, like, it actually was, like, it was such a fun experience, and it was funny, because Luke knows people that I know, we were, like, talking, and he lives pretty close to where I live, and, I mean, it was just, it was cool, it almost didn't feel real, because we hardly had any sleep, and, like, the whole time and that day like my audition was supposed to be at like one o'clock and it ended up being at like 8 30 at night so we were out there like all day so we were tired and um when we walked in everybody said this too it was like they were almost holograms because it just didn't feel real like that they're standing there or sitting there um in front of you but they had like Lionel Richie had great feedback and like he was so nice and um, he's like my new favorite now, like that I met him. I just, he was awesome. Um, and it was just a really great experience. And I definitely do want to go back again this year. Um, cause I told them I would, <laughs> I was like, I'll be back like next year. You'll see me here. Um, but it was a great, like, it was a great time. And I met so many people. It's interesting to hear all these stories about American Idol
1: because quite a bit of people that I've been talking to they were saying their experiences on the show as well. But I didn't know about this four-day thing where you had to wear the same clothes. So that's really interesting, really right? interesting. But, yeah. to, but to experience American Idol, like whether you move on or whether you don't, if you get the feedback from those three judges, I mean, like, yeah. that's like, especially Lionel Richie,
2: like, okay. I know. Okay. Thank you. It was just so real. Like when I tell you, Like, you would never even know he's, like, a celebrity. He is so down-to-earth, like, and just a genuinely super nice person. Like, I – and not that I really expected anything less, but I'd never met him. I don't know. I've never met really any celebrities, like, you know, like that. So it was just cool. It was really awesome to get feedback from them. And now you and Luke are, like, buddies now, essentially. Yeah. He probably doesn't remember me, but we were buddies for the, like – 20 minutes that i was in that room
1: (laughs) yeah no i'm sure i will remember well if you go
2: back again
1: yeah yeah i remember fingers crossed for that time
2: yes thank
1: you um and now charlie before i let you go we're gonna play a little game that's called country with slain rapid fire so i'm gonna shoot you out a couple questions and then pick which one that you like you'll understand what i mean once i start going
2: (laughs) i got you i got you
1: okay hot coffee or cold coffee cold Morning person or night owl?
2: Uh, I've guessed night owl. I'm pretty much both to be honest. That's fair. Chocolate yeah. or vanilla? Chocolate.
1: Jeans or sweatpants? Sweatpants. Now would you rather have a closet full of clothes or a closet full of shoes?
2: Clothes. Clothes? Yeah.
1: That's the way to go. <laughs>
2: like- come out then yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> um your favorite netflix binge
2: Ooh. um okay wait i gotta think about this i just had covid so i just like watched all these different things um but p- honestly probably outer banks when it comes out season two because i will definitely be binge watching that when it comes out
1: yeah i think everyone's gonna be binge watching that yeah. i think yeah. a lot better than people expected
2: <laughs> yes I think so, too.
1: And now, who would you want to be stranded on an island with?
2: Ah. Uh, hmm. Maybe my best friend, <laughs> Nicole. I don't know who I would. Or <laughs> if I could pick anybody. Anybody. Okay, if I can pick anyone, like, a celebrity. Yeah. Um, probably... Justin Bieber or or Shania Twain because we could write like really good songs together. So, but if we're stranded, then I guess it wouldn't matter. So I probably I don't know I picked one of them.
1: (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Asked that question, I was thinking Justin Bieber as well. (laughs) Really? Yeah. No, there we go. That's what we got to do. And the last one is what makes country music so special to you.
2: So honestly. I love all types of music. So, like, I listen, like my my playlist is so weird because it's like I like Broadway music, I like pop, I like country, I like everything. But country for me as a singer and performer and songwriter like it's the most um authentic to me and it tells stories whereas like not every genre does that. Like country music is made to tell you stories and get your heart Just you feel it in your heart. Like, and that's what's important to me about like country songs. Or if you're Shania Twain, then it's people pumped up. Um, but I love all the instruments too in country. Like steel guitar is like my favorite like instrument in a song. It's just the best. Um, and like fiddle and all that, it's just fun. And it it's just, I don't know, I've always just been drawn to it. And that's where the passion is for sure. So I couldn't have said that better myself. It was a
1: perfect answer. Country music, like you were just mentioning real quick, country music is just, there's no other genre that even in my perspective, it tells a story quite like country.
2: It It does. There's literally no other genre. Like it, it just has a way with words. I don't know. It has a way with,
1: that's a country song too.
2: It is, but uh, (laughs) I think it's a Blake Shelton song. Yes! (laughs) Yes! With words. <laughs> Country girls just
1: know what know. we just know, yeah.
2: We <laughs> you know, it's just in us, I guess.
1: It's just in our blood. But thank you no. so much, Charlie, for joining me today on Country. Thank you. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. And now everyone, make sure you go stream BS I Need, especially if you live in Ontario.
2: There you go. It'll make you feel, you'll be planning a beach trip very soon. Yes,
0: that's <laughs> is the beach and the sand a margarita in my hand i need a breeze and a tan maybe a man that-